Welcome to the MarTalk Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of MarTalk. I'm joined today by Carter Stepanowski, the Senior Director of Professional Services at Kapost, a content marketing software that helps marketers operationalize their content strategy. Carter, thanks for being here today. Yeah, thanks, Angie, for having me. Carter, I know today we're going to talk about connecting content with your buyer and sort of this need to bring everyone together and, and remove the the sticking point of the friction uh, in the journey for the, the recipient of that content. Um, but to get us started, can you talk a little bit about your background and how you wound up in this crazy world of content marketing? Yeah, it's been a little bit of a wandering journey, to be honest. Um, I have about 10 years of experience in the outdoor and uh, sporting goods industries uh, in a variety of different roles, but largely um, customer-facing account management um, and um, specifically within the outdoor industry was mostly focused on uh, retail marketing. So I've always been in, you know, a, um, a part of marketing more or less, um, but was seeking more challenges and an opportunity to, to really um, grow and expand my area of expertise. So I joined Capost over four years ago. Um, I felt like uh, tech was a great opportunity to really push myself um, and and that kind of adjacency with, with my marketing experience made a good fit. Um, so I've been here about four years in a variety of different roles, actually started as a customer success manager um, and then set up our implementation team uh, and then ran our success program for a while and then um, about a year and a half ago stepped into the professional services world. So I now work um, with our customers as a consultant and and lead our consulting team, really helping our customers manage uh, the people process change that comes with implementing Kapost. That's awesome. I would imagine those different perspectives really um, come in handy when you're working with people from different parts of your client teams. Yeah, I think having a lot of exposure to a lot of different industries and businesses is really helpful. Um, a lot of different roles across those organizations. Um, and then, you know, I think by virtue of um, sitting in a lot of different seats, I've really come to understand our product really well, as well as um, our space. And so, yeah, I think that holistic view um, brings a lot of value to our customers. Before we dive into kind of leveraging content to create that that customer journey, I'm always fascinated by how different marketers look at the the buyer's journey or the customer journey. Um, you know, can you share how you define being, you know, what buyer-centered is like or, um, you know, what a buyer's journey is in today's modern environment? Yeah, I mean, I think it really starts with understanding the buyer and their experiences, their identity, um, what does that look like in terms of their motivations? And, um, you know, I think that exposure is really valuable. Um, and then certainly aligning that with the offerings um, of your company is going to be mission critical um, so that, you know, there's defined personas and buying stages um, that are based in research and data um, of your your customers. Um, and then certainly making sure that those definitions of both customers and, um, you know, personas and buying stages are, are well communicated and well leveraged throughout the organization. Um, so that, you know, I think that that baseline alignment of just understanding your customer um, as well as the internal processes 
is the first place to start. And then from there, um, I think that's when organizations can really get a flywheel spinning um, to ultimately create the best content um, for the customer across that journey. Yeah. And, um, you know, speaking of getting momentum, um, I think content marketing has gained a lot of momentum in recent years. It's it's certainly evolved since I started way back um, in a year we will not reference by date. Um, <laughs> but, you know, what do you think um, the the recent technology advancements allow content marketing to do that that we couldn't before? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I think there's better data for that audience definition, for sure. Um, so I think just the access to data across the board. Um, and I think that shows up in a lot of different ways. For example, um, audience definition and, and certainly persona and journey map insights. Um, and that's just the beginning, right? I think data has so much power across, um, I guess, across the journey as well as throughout the internal mechanisms. Um, but I think it starts with data and then and then it very quickly, I think, um, the differentiation becomes how that data is structured and then, you know, how the team, teams are aligned to be able to leverage that data. Um, but I feel like that's where it starts. Um, and that's probably the biggest change that comes to mind. But I think one thing that's really consistent, and not that you asked this question, but I'm going to throw it out there anywhere, <laughs> anyway, is, you know, I think really where the value comes into play is, again, how those teams are aligned and communicating um, and ultimately working together in service of, of a shared end goal, which ideally is going to be that frictionless customer journey. Yeah, um, that's a really good point. I mean, you've held different organi- you know, positions within your organization. And I think, um, you know, when teams tend to think about content marketing, we look first to marketers, right? And we sort of squarely focus in on whoever is creating the content. Um, but, you know, content marketing touches so many parts of an organization. Can you talk to a little bit, you know, what teams should be involved in defining strategy and deploying strategy um, to really make it uh, focused and centered on on the buyer? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I feel like our most successful customers um, really unite all of their revenue teams. And so it's sales and marketing. Um, it's likely also customer success or, or those customer-facing roles as well. Um, it may be driven by marketing, but I feel like that um, involvement and collaboration um, across the board, across all of those re- revenue teams is hypercritical. So um, I see it with working with my customers, you know, they're bringing in folks um, from sales and sales enablement and product marketing and demand gen and events um, and channel marketing um, and social and digital and creative. And, and so it's a really broad swath of stakeholders and, and not to say that everybody needs to be involved in setting the strategy, but there needs to be an element of buy-in around how you're going to operationalize that strategy. And so um, typically that buy-in is, is easier to gain if, if folks have a seat at the table a little bit earlier in the process. Um, so it, it's definitely no small feat, um, but I think when done correctly, it really has a dramatic impact on both um, the go-to-market timing and delivery, but also ultimately, you know, that that impact on revenue because customers are having a great experience and can find what they need and they enjoy buying from you. So um, I see the impact as pretty pretty broad, um, but ultimately because that alignment is gained early um, and then certainly 
leverage throughout the process. Sure. I would imagine, too, you have all of these stakeholders involved and actively engaging with the content and the strategy, getting it to market um, is just going to produce even more data, right? You you referenced technology being a driver of data for content marketing, but I would imagine, you know, that that experience and that engagement with the content is is more data. Um, Is that true? Yeah, absolutely. And and I think, you know, with that, you know, aggregation of, of, of so much data, the need for governance really comes into play in my mind. It, it's not only, you know, what are our data sources? It's, you know, what data are we gathering from those sources? How are we intaking that? How are we reviewing and prioritizing? How are we deciding where to take action versus not? How are we going to close that loop with um, you know, if it is, in, in, you know, a human, um, how are we going to close that loop when they are requesting new content or, you know, revisions to content? So governance becomes hypercritical, not only in executing that strategy from the beginning, but also, I think, in maintaining that strategy as more and more data becomes available. Do you give your clients any advice around what to track and what not to track? I mean, we hear, you know, analysis paralysis and data overwhelm and, um, just, you know, with as marketers, not just in content marketing, but across the board, data is coming at us um, constantly. What what advice do you normally give your clients as far as, you know, what to track and what not to track around content? Yeah, you may not like this answer, but it so depends on their business, their capabilities in terms of, you know, what reporting tools they have and whether or not they have a data warehouse. And what about, you know, data analysts? And, um, you know, we typically start small, to be honest, Um, and, you know, some of the very basic elements that we recommend are going to be around uh, tagging their content. Um, And so that starts with a, um, you know, customer-centric strategy and, uh, you know, a taxonomy that is... um, mapped and maintained across the different elements of their MarTech stack. Um, And so, you know, when we have content tagged in the content management platform, um, like Capost or otherwise, and then there's a DAM as well, a digital digital asset manager, you know, those terms across those systems need to be the same, um, ultimately in service of quality and accurate reporting. Um, So we tend to start at the very foundational level with our customers and make sure that they have what we call a content operation in place and we work with them to build that. Um, And that content operation is, again, built on a customer-centric strategy, um, that global taxonomy, and then certainly an integrated MarTech stack so that data can flow, for example, from that that CMP to the dam um, and ultimately then become referenceable data down the line. I know content gets stuck in in sort of the squishy middle of marketing sometimes when, when it comes to tracking to revenue, right? There are certain programs that um, are lead generation and they're sort of one-to-one with revenue tracking. And then there are others like content that I think some companies track really well to revenue and others just don't even know where to start. Where do you recommend uh, an organization start with tracking content to revenue? I think it starts with knowing what content they have um, at the very beginning. And so, um, you know, really, I think, getting awareness around what is their content inventory um, and making sure that, you know, that 
the content inventory is composed of, of relevant, needed, and necessary content first. And then from there, we do go back to that taxonomy or tagging because we ultimately want to be able to categorize their content, whether that is by persona or buying stage or industry. Um, and so, again, categorizing that content, making sure that the inventory um, is clean and referenceable. Um, and then from there, um, starting to work with them to understand what is valuable for them um, as an operation, and um, you know, and then I think ultimately starting to to, to work with their um, typically their data um, resources to be able to craft that ecosystem that ultimately is going to support um, that attribution. Um, so it, it is typically phased, and um, it does start at the very basic level of okay, what content do you have? Let's build an inventory. Let's tag that you know, to your taxonomy, let's align that taxonomy across your systems. Um, and then from there, let's start to build that ecosystem that is going to be able to allow for, for that attribution model. Awesome. Um, and, you know, it, usually at some point in the in the show, I, um, I have our guests kind of give a, a shameless plug. Um, and so this might be a natural segue. Is that inventory and that collation of content something that Kapost does? And um, just can you share a little bit about why someone might need a solution like Kapost? Yeah, I love a shameless plug. Um, yes, that is that is <laughs> no pressure. Um, I know you're not in sales. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it, it's a blurry line, right? Um, yeah, it, it um, that is absolutely um, a, a native component of Kapost. It's it's aggregating your content in a single centralized location um, and and ultimately building that inventory um, again using a tagging or taxonomy structure um, so that content is easily referenceable. It's findable. It's accessible um, and it's accurate. You know, we use tags that are from a pick list rather than an open text field that inherently will give us better data. Um, and so Kapost is, is really solid in aggregating all of that content, all of that data so that um, marketing organizations can just, I think, answer that basic question of what content do we have and, and where is it? And I would imagine then what content don't we have and begin to fill the gaps. Absolutely. Yeah, that gap analysis becomes um, nearly automatic. It's, it's really awesome in terms of our what we call our content operations inventory reporting, um, where, you know, you can automatically have a gap analysis based on, you know, two different tags, whether that's, you know, most common is like buyer persona and buying stage. And then let's see how that stacks up across the journey. And, you know, knowing that, of course, you work for Kapost and, um, and there are sof softwares out there to help people do this and to enable that to be, you know, an efficient process. Have you seen it done manually and is that possible or is this really something that requires advanced technology like Kapost? Oh, it can absolutely be done manually for sure. I think it just depends on the needs and the scope of the organization. But I've seen many, many <laughs> spreadsheets in my life um, that, you know, are, are the content on content inventory or the bill of materials. A um, couple of different words there to, I think, describe the same thing. But um, it can absolutely be done in a spreadsheet. I think where, Kapos, where a solution like Compose comes into play is where you have multiple teams generating content that need to align to a central strategy or, or messaging framework, um, and there's no way to empower that visibility and, and, and collaboration across teams and regions. Um, and that's where a tool like Kapost, I think, becomes you know, very valuable very quickly. 
Yeah, you mentioned having seen a lot of spreadsheets. I would imagine that's a part of the beginning of your onboarding process is a lot of spreadsheets. Um, just people sort of bringing to you what they've collected over the years before moving to something like Compost. Absolutely. Is there any advice you would give for someone just starting out on this journey who knows maybe there's an impending purchase of a, of a solution or maybe they're just trying to get their arms around what content, kind of where to start and what, what thought processes should they go through? to be prepared? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think um, we always start with current state assessment. We, we want to understand um, what are the teams, the processes, and the tools involved today. Um, we always joke, but, but we mean it sincerely. It's a judgment-free zone because we've kind of seen it all across the board. Um, but I think really just being open and transparent about, you know, again, who's involved, what are they doing, what are those outcomes, and what tools are they leveraging um, is a great place to start. And then certainly a lot of our customers also start with centralizing their content that might, and then and ultimately um, conducting a content audit. Um, so determining the criteria by which you want to determine whether that content, um, you know, is timely or relevant. Um, and then um, conducting that audit is a great place to start. Um, and then certainly, I think, as with, as with all um, change manage, management efforts, we want to identify, you know, the stakeholders that are involved and, and really seek to align those key players, um, you know, to a shared vision of what are we trying to achieve and why. Um, and that's certainly something we, we help our customers with. But I think anybody who's thinking about making this shift, um, you, it's, you can't do it alone. And so, you know, selecting those those um those teammates and then aligning around the central vision, um, I think is hypercritical as well. We've talked a lot about um, alignment and getting, you know, getting everybody bought in. Um, we talked through some of the the processes that, that can be done manually and that tech can enable and certainly facilitate some efficiency. Um, is there any Thing else from a content management perspective, you know, ongoing, once that's defined, and let's just assume they were able to, you know, they have a great library, they know their gaps, they're using their content, they've got collaboration cross team. Um, what does best in class look like from a marketing uh, content solution? Yeah, I think um, certainly thinking about that advanced segmentation, um, and that becomes far easier with that tagging and that taxonomy. Um, and, you know, thinking about how content um, can be segmented across different, you know, industries or channels or regions, and, and ultimately, that then serves up the ability for content reuse. You know, we work with, um, you know, many, many customers across so many different industries and a really common theme despite this wide variance in industry um, is that they ultimately start to create less content with Compost um, because there's more content reuse. And so there's a general savings um, both in terms of resources but also time saved um, in getting content to market because there are, you know, readily available uh, boilerplate or existing content that can be um, finessed and, and reused for different, um, you know, segments, for example. So I think um, thinking through that segmentation and, you know, uh, content modularity is really important. Um, and then I, the last thing I would say is thinking through, um, you know, 
over time getting more and more efficient. Um, and, and I mentioned that earlier with going to market faster, but um, when you have a system like Capost, SLAs um, help organizations scale. And so that workflow functionality of, you know, everybody is very clear around who does what when, um, I think is also a, a common outcome that we see. Huge upside. Yep, for sure. Well, Carter, I'm sure we will be talking again soon because the world of content marketing continues to evolve at a rapid pace. But I appreciate your time today and thanks for being on the show. Yeah, thanks, Angie. Appreciate you having me.